The message today comes from the Gospel of Luke, in chapter number 23. We'll begin reading in verse number 32. The Bible says, And there were also two other malefactors led with him to be put to death. And when they were come to the place, which is called Calvary, there they crucified him. And the malefactors, one on the right hand and the other on the left. This is the story of the crucifixion of Christ. The Bible says that as Christ was hung on the cross, there were two men that were also hung with him, one man on the right, the other on the left. The Bible called them in this particular gospel of Luke, uses the word malefactor, and that word means a criminal. In Matthew, these men were called thieves. So Jesus is being hung on the cross of Calvary in between two thieves or two criminals. Verse number 34, Then said Jesus, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And they parted his raiment and cast lots. Now the Bible here, or I should say Jesus here, is speaking about all those who are guilty of putting him on the cross. He says, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they do. I believe we see here the, the heart of Christ on the cross. We see the reason Christ went to the cross. He went, or the, the reason he came to earth, he came to earth to die on the cross that he may seek and save that which was lost. He was on that cross dying for the sins of those who nailed him to the cross, dying for your sins and mine, and his desire in his dying moment, in his time of suffering, is that we would be forgiven. In verse number 35, And the people stood beholding, and the rulers also with them derided him saying, He saved others, let him save himself, if he be Christ, the chosen of God. So Jesus had been known throughout his ministry of being a miracle worker. He had healed the lame. He had restored the sight of the blind. He had brought the dead back to life. And now he's on the cross, and he seems at this point to be just a mortal man. And they are making fun of him. They're mocking him. They're saying, hey, if you're, if you're the Savior, you know, your name is Jesus, which means the one who saves. It means Savior. Then save yourself. You saved others. Why don't you come down off that cross? Why don't you save yourself? Verse number 36. And the soldiers also mocked him, coming to him and offering him vinegar and saying, If thou be the king of the Jews, save thyself. Now, I want to go to the book of Matthew, the gospel of Matthew, chapter 27, where we see a parallel story or the same story in a different gospel. And we'll look, read a few verses here, and I want us to see something specific. In verse number 41 of Matthew 27, the Bible says, Likewise also the chief priest, mocking him with the scribes and elders, said, He saved others, himself he cannot save. If he be the king of Israel, 
Let him now come down from the cross and we will believe him. He trusted in God. Let him deliver him now if he will have him. For he said, I am the son of God. Verse 44, this is the key verse I wanted you to see here. It says, the thieves also, which were crucified with him, cast the same in his teeth. Now, what does this mean? Well, there, there, there are several groups here that are making fun of Christ. There are several groups that are saying, if you're the Savior, then save yourself. The scribes, the priests, the Pharisees, the soldiers. But the two men, the two men that hung, one on the right, one on the left, the criminals, the thieves, those that had been proven guilty and were hanging on the cross with Christ, they also, both of them, also mocked him and said, hey, if you're the Savior, then save yourself. We go back to Luke chapter 23 and verse 38. And a superscription also was written over him in letters of Greek and Latin and Hebrew. This is the king of the Jews. And one of the malefactors which were hanged railed on him, saying, if thou be Christ, save thyself and us. But the other, answering, rebuked him, saying, Dost not thou fear God, seeing thou art in the same condemnation? So in Matthew, the Bible says the thieves, plural, both of them mocked Jesus. But in Luke, we have an account where one of the thieves is talking to Jesus and saying to him, hey, if you're the Son of God, if you're the Messiah, if you're the King of the Jews, then save yourself. But the other thief rebukes him and says, hey, uh, do you not fear God? Seeing that we are in the same condemnation, as he is, as Jesus is. We're both also hanging on the cross. We're going to die. Do you not fear God? Verse 41. And we indeed justly, for we receive the due reward of our deeds. But this man hath done nothing amiss, or he has done nothing wrong. And he said unto Jesus, Lord, remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom. And Jesus said unto him, Verily I say unto thee, Today thou shalt be with me in paradise. This is the famous story in the Gospels of the thief on the cross. The man who Jesus said to him, Today thou shalt be with me in paradise. And I want us to learn some lessons from this story today concerning our salvation. You know, how is it that we get to heaven? How is it that we can be with Jesus in paradise? This is something that we teach on this television program on a regular basis from many different angles, from many different places in the Bible because there's nothing more important than knowing that when you die, that you're going to be with God. Whether you want to call it heaven, whether you want to call it eternal life, whether you want to call it paradise, 
to be with God is where we want to be because the alternative from being with God is to be separated from God in a devil's hell in a lake of fire. I don't want to go to the lake of fire. I want to be with God in paradise. And Jesus promised this thief that he would be with him in paradise. Let's learn some lessons. Number one, the thief recognized his condition. In Luke 23, verse 40, the thief said to the other thief, he, the Bible says he rebuked him, and he asked him a question. He said, Dost not thou fear God, seeing that thou art in the same condemnation? So the thief recognized, along with the other thief, he said, We have been condemned. And he says in the next verse, and justly so. In other words, we deserve what we're getting. We're not up here because somebody falsely accused us. We're not up here as a case of mistaken identity. We committed the crime, and now we're paying the price. We have been condemned, and it is a just reward for what we have done. But this man, not so much. So if we're going to understand salvation, if we're going to understand how we can be with Jesus in paradise, the first thing we have to understand is we have to understand our condition. The Bible says, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Every one of us, every one of us human beings, we are guilty of sin. We have broken God's commandments. We have done wrong. You have done wrong. I have done wrong. We, like these thieves on the cross, are guilty. We're not innocent. And if God, who is a righteous God, who is a just God, if He were to judge us righteously according to how we've lived, then we would not be found innocent. We would be found guilty of breaking His law. and He would be justified in condemning us to a devil's hell. That is our condition. And that was the thief's recognition. He recognized his sinful condition. And you must recognize your sinful condition. No, you're not righteous through your deeds. You have not obeyed God's commandments. You have not served God and followed God according to all of His wishes. But like me, we are all guilty. You are guilty and I am guilty. And like these two thieves, we could be justly condemned for our actions. So the first lesson we're going to learn from the thief on the cross is that he recognized his condition. Uh, when, he, when, when he first was on the cross, he joined with the other thief in mocking Jesus. But something happened on that cross. He came to the realization at some point on that cross that Jesus was a just man and that he was a guilty sinner. The second lesson that we want to learn from this story is that the thief recognized that he deserved punishment. 
The Bible says in, in, in verse 41, And we indeed justly, for we receive the due reward of our deeds. But this man have done nothing amiss. He says we're guilty, and so we deserve something. We have a due reward. Due means it's, it's, it's owed to us. And it's a reward, meaning we earned it. You see, a reward can be negative or positive. And in this case, it's negative. What we have earned for our deeds is this condemnation of death. We're being put to death because of our deeds. This man recognized that he deserved his punishment. And the Bible tells us, for the wages of sin is death. The Bible says, the soul that sinneth it shall die. The first man God made, Adam. God said, if you sin, Adam, if you eat the forbidden fruit, you will die. This is the punishment for death. This is what we deserve. And the Bible tells us in Revelation chapter 20, verse 14, that death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. We deserve to go to the lake of fire because we have sinned. So we recognize our sinful condition. We have sinned. We recognize that we must face a punishment for that sin, and that sin is death. And this thief came to those two realizations. I'm a sinner. I'm wrong. I'm condemned to die. The third truth that we want to see here in this story is that the thief recognized who Jesus was. It says in verse 31, We indeed justly, for we receive the due reward of our deeds, but this man hath done nothing amiss. Verse 42, And he said unto Jesus, Lord, Remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom. The thief recognized, number one, that Jesus was an innocent man. And he was a righteous man. That he had done nothing wrong. And he secondly recognized him as Lord. He didn't call him sir. He didn't call him just a man. He said, Lord, when you enter into your kingdom. He recognized him to be the Lord of glory, the one who has authority, the one who is righteous and sinless, who's dying on the cross for you and I. Yes, Jesus was sinless. Jesus was Lord. The Bible tells us in the book of John that in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Jesus is the Word that came and dwelt among us. John chapter 1 verse 14. And the Bible says, We beheld His glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father. He was the sinless Son of God. He was Emmanuel, God robed in flesh. And He died for you and me on the cross of Calvary. The Lord died for His creations. So this thief, number one, recognized his condition. Number two, he recognized he deserved punishment. He recognized that there is punishment 
for sin. Number three, he recognized who Jesus was. Number four, the, the thief recognized that he needed to be saved. Now, it's very important we understand here, this thief is not saying to Jesus, he's not saying, Lord, save me from this crucifixion. At this point, he's not saying, oh, Lord, please get me off this cross. No, what he said to him was, Lord, when you enter into your kingdom, remember me. The thief was aware, he was conscious of the fact that he's going to die. Physically, he's dying. But there's something more, there's something else. There's life after death. There's a heaven and there's a hell. And this thief knew, hey, this is not the end. There's an afterlife. And he says, Lord, when you come into your kingdom, remember me. He recognized he needed salvation. He recognized that there is eternal life and he's asking to be saved to heaven, to paradise, to be with Christ in his kingdom. So he recognized his need of salvation. And the fifth lesson is this. The thief had no good works to offer, only his sin. This man is hanging on the cross and he admits from his own testimony that he's guilty, that he deserves this punishment, but that Jesus is innocent. Now, he has had no opportunity. When he, when, he, when he was put on that cross, he was making fun of Christ. But somewhere on that cross, he began to think differently. He began to realize his circumstances, and he began to think about his situation, and he admitted who he was, and he admitted what he deserved, and he recognized who he hung next to, and he recognized his need of salvation. And he had no opportunity to change his situation. Now, first of all, if he did have an opportunity to do good works, it wouldn't change the fact that he had sinned. But so many of you, you think that somehow you're going to do good works and you're going to save yourself from the sin you've committed if that were true, this man didn't even have an opportunity to do that. All he had an opportunity to do was to ask for mercy. And folks, that's what it takes to be with Jesus in paradise. You have to get His mercy. Because your works have nothing to do with saving you. Just like this thief, he offered no good work. What he offered was a sinful man himself. And what he asked for was remembrance. He asked for mercy from the Lord of glory. And if you're going to be saved, and you're going to go to heaven when you die, if you're going to be with God in paradise, if you're going to be in His kingdom and not in hell, then you're going to have to recognize your condition. You have sinned against God. You're going to have to recognize that there's punishment for sin, it's a devil's hell or a lake of fire. You're going to have to recognize 
who Jesus was. He was not just a prophet. He was not just a man. He was God in the flesh who died for your sins, who rose from the dead. And you're going to have to recognize that you need His mercy. You need salvation. And you're going to have to realize that it's not what Christ did on the cross plus what you add to His work. The Bible says, not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to His mercy, He saved us. Maybe this man had heard the gospel preached somewhere, but he didn't believe in who Christ was. And maybe when he hung on that cross, it dawned on him, you know what? It's true. This man is the Messiah. I do need to be saved. God have mercy on me. Some of you tuned into this program today. You knew about Jesus. You knew that He hung on a cross. You knew that He was the Lord. But have you put your faith in what He did and not your own good works? Have you recognized that you can't save yourself and that only He can save you? Have you done that? I did that when I was 20 years old. I thought I would save myself through being a good person. But when I was 20 years old, I understood it's not by works of righteousness. It's through faith in Jesus Christ. And I put my faith in Jesus alone to save me. That was 31 years ago. That's a decision I've never regretted. And I can't undo it, praise God. I'm saved eternally because Jesus had mercy on me and I believe that. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. Not believe in your church, not believe in you, not believe in your works. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what this thief did. And this thief found redemption because God promised him, Today thou shalt be with me in paradise. And I hope at the end of this day, that when you go to bed, that you'll be able to sleep in comfort knowing that you, like the thief, changed your thinking. You stop trusting in what you do for God and you start trusting in what God did for you. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. Would you do that? Would you stop trusting in your works right now? Would right now... Would you say to God, God, I am guilty of sin. I've been trusting in my own goodness, my effort to redeem myself. But Lord, I realize I'm just like that thief on the cross. Would you say that to God right now? I'm just like this thief. I'm worthy of condemnation. I can't save myself. I've been trying to save myself, but I can't do it. It's impossible. Only Jesus can save me. He is the sinless one. He is the Savior. He is the Lord. God, right now, I am putting my faith in Jesus and not myself to get to heaven. Would you say that to God now? Would you confess that from your heart? Do you believe that? Believe it. Say it. God said, today thou shalt be with me in paradise. I hope you'll consider what has been preached today. Thank you for tuning in to the Fundamental Hour. 
We'll see you next week. God bless.